Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's happening? It's Johnny King. Welcome to another episode of the Johnny King Show. I'm Johnny King. Yeah, that's right. I'm the host. What's going on? I'm grateful you're with me. Um, Today, I want to get into a little story. A little story that happened um, shortly after my mom passed away. And it was something that uh, was a pretty powerful experience that uh, that that I carry with my carry with me to this very day, without a doubt. Um, and that and that is <clears throat> ultimately, if you were to ask me if I believe in ghosts, I'd say no. If you were to ask me if I believe in aliens, I'd say yes. <laughs> if you were to ask me that if I believe in Bigfoot, I'd say definitely yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's actually true. That that'll be another episode for another day. Uh, but I actually do believe in Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> and you're now like, who is this guy? Um, but ghosts? No, no way. And there's probably a lot of people who are like, I believe in ghosts. I've never seen one. Uh, if I were to see one, then yes, I might believe in ghosts. But until then, I don't. Uh, do I believe in spirits? Or just, let's say more of like a, uh, a godlike quality of spirit? Absolutely. But like spirits, ghosts, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I haven't experienced that. But I'm saying all this because it ties into this story um, where I felt like I had uh, communication with my mom after she passed away. So this is what happened. I was, gosh, I was, she passed away when I was 24. 26 this is 2007 no 2006 she passed away so I was 26 this is just a couple months after she passed away and uh, by this point I was engaged to the then fiance that's uh, how you how you say it in French fiance (laughs) I don't even know that's true the fiance and uh, I had this crazy vivid dream right so vivid that I can remember it to this day as I sit here and, and recall it to you. Um, unlike any other dream I've ever had in my entire life. Okay. Normally dreams for me are very kind of like, like I can't even remember. Like I even had vivid dreams last night. And as I'm sitting here right now, just like <laughs> a couple hours after getting up, like I can't totally remember what I dreamed about. Now this dream I remember as if it happened five minutes ago okay and this dream I had it was like I was walking down my old uh, high school hallway so I was I definitely knew I was in in school and let me let me backtrack for a second like with most dreams like I said I don't remember them I don't ever remember really like like if I were to say hey you know buddy you were in my dream last night it's like oh really like if you'd ask me how I know when I have certain people in my 
dream. It's not so much that I actually look at them in the face. Like faces don't tend to happen as much in my dreams as it is just like I know their presence, right? Like I just know that so-and-so's in my dream. Um, but like actually having face-to-face conversations, like that stuff doesn't really happen in, in my dreams, right? It's just kind of like, yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's dreamy. <laughs> so I have this dream um, and I'm walking down, I'm like talking to two of my friends, walking down the hallway as if like I'm back in high school. And I remember um, this, like a classroom door swings open, like right in front of me, enough to where like someone leaves a classroom. So the doorway opens, so I stop for a second, the door swings open, they walk out, and as the door closes right in front of me, my mom's standing, right? And I remember experiencing, this is the only time I've ever experienced it, experiencing, talking about ghosts, what I would feel like as if I had seen a ghost. So this this is another crazy part of the dream. If it were a dream, a lot, and I've had dreams of my mom, I've had dreams of people that have passed away or who are no longer in my life, and there's not like a sense of like reality to it. It's just, it would be like, oh, hey mom, what are you doing in school? What are you doing here in, in the hallway, right? This was as if it was happening in like, today, you know, and months after she passed away, because how I reacted was like hyperventilating. I was like, oh, like I, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, right? My mom standing right in front of me. So this was like, as if I was really living it, right? So I'm like, oh, I can't even, ha- I don't even have the words to speak. Here's my mom. And I'm like, hey, mom. And with my mom's normal, just like super sweet and understanding and empathetic and like her energy. She was like, hey, sweetheart. And I was like, uh, what have you been up to? <laughs> Trying to make conversation with my mom who I haven't seen in months and who's passed away. Like, and, and there's also this like, this, this underlying knowing that time was limited. And I was like, A, I didn't know what to say. B, I knew that time was so precious with her in this moment that I was like searching for something to say, right? What are you up to? I said to her. And she kind of just smiles with this like all-knowing smile and kind of like looks to her right and to, to my left. Her right was this big window. And I remember as she looked kind of to her right, um... I look to my left and I look through that window and I see a bunch of like, it's just like a classroom, you know, but there's a bunch of like older people, like a lot of older people with gray hair, all sitting at various desks as if they were waiting, they like they're studying something, right? They, they're studying, waiting for class to start or something like that, right? And so I kind of felt like they were sitting there studying or praying and uh, I look back at her. She looks back at me, and she's like, um, "I'm, I'm, just keeping busy. I'm working a lot." And I got that. My mom was very much a uh, a student of her religion, and she was uh, very. She was a metaphysician, uh, very metaphysical. Uh, she would pray every single day. She would study the Bible. Um, she would 
you know, study this book called Science and Health. I grew up as a Christian scientist, and so she would study this um, daily for an hour every single morning. And uh, and I got the sense that that was what she was continuing to do. She was doing her, she just was like in full-time class, which probably just made her so happy. Um, and, uh, you know, that's what she said. Oh, I'm keeping busy. <laughs> and she looks back at me and I'm like, okay, okay, uh, think, 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 think. And I'm like, I got engaged. And she just looked at me again with this, like, she just knew everything, right? Like, it's not from, it wasn't like she was surprised. And she was like, I know. I'm really happy for you. And I was like, um, uh, she's like, sweetheart, I have to get going. I was like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Um, 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 I'll save you a seat at the wedding. She's like, I will be there. And you will know that I'm there. And then I immediately woke up. I sat straight up in bed, right, and burst into tears. I've never, ever experienced anything like that. Have I had bad dreams? Sure, right? But except for maybe when I was a little kid, I still, I mean, I'm a grown-ass adult. I'm 26 years old. I sit straight up in bed, and I burst into tears. And I was sleeping next to my fiancé at the time and she immediately woke up she was like oh my god what's going on are you okay and i could not i was i was sobbing i was like in hysterics crying i could not even begin to tell her what i did it took me like 10 15 minutes to even like calm down enough to tell her what just had happened right crazy and so i actually uh connected with her her father um, my fiance's, my fiance, I can't stop saying that. My fiance's father was also, uh, is also a, a, like a a Christian science practitioner, a metaphysician, like extremely, uh, well-known and practiced and well-respected in the community. And like, he knows he, he's good. He's good at his shit. Right. So I would often go to him with my questions, um, him or my, my, my ex-mother-in-law because they were both very spiritual, very wise individuals. And I went to him and I was like, hey, I had this experience. Am I crazy? Like, did this actually happen? Or is this just something I made up in my mind? He's like, no, no. This, I've, I've heard of this countless, so many times after someone has passed away. And he said, it usually happens in like one of three ways. Either you have an extremely vivid encounter, like in a dream, just like you have, okay? That's the rarest. Or uh, some, some of the more common things is where you will actually hear an audible voice of your loved one just saying like, you know what? I'm at peace. I'm okay. You know, like all is well in the world, right? Or the, the, the most common is where you just get this like overwhelming sense of, again, peace and love in your heart. And you just feel this innate feeling of like, you know what? My loved one is no longer, let's say, suffering or in pain. They are well, they are happy, and they are okay. And he said, nope, totally legit. That's totally legit what you experienced. That was absolutely your mom, you know, communicating to you that she's okay. She's no longer in pain, you know, because those last couple of months of her life um, was a, was a struggle. Let's just say that. 
and it was very, very challenging for me to go see her every single day after work and to kind of take in those mental images. And it was uh, my ex-father-in-law who was like telling me, you have to be, you have to be very um, diligent in making sure that those aren't the, the mental images that you keep of your mom for the rest of your life. You need to let those go and replace them with all the happy times and the beautiful times that you had with your mom, right? Those memories, like polish those up, which I've done and I'm so grateful for, right? And so he said, but now just watch. Don't say anything to your siblings. Just sit back and I guarantee you, your mom is going to reach out to each of them individually and uh, just see what happens, you know? And I was like, okay, (laughs) this is kind of trippy. But okay, I'll trust you. And sure as shit, it's probably two weeks later, two or three weeks later, I'm sitting at uh, the kitchen table of my parents' house. And I don't know exactly why we were all home, uh, but I do know one of my siblings um, was home and, and they had gone to bed probably half an hour, 45 minutes prior to that. And I was up wait, uh, late uh, working. And they came downstairs and they were like, Hey, I just had the craziest experience. I was like, okay, what's up? Well, I was just, uh, I was just sitting in bed and I was just kind of praying a little bit before I went to bed. And I just got this overwhelming sense in my heart that mom's okay. That she was like communicating to me that she was at peace and that all was well in the world, that she's okay. And, uh, like just gave me this, this incredible sense of closure. And as he's saying that to me, I'm like smiling and like just starting to tear up a little bit. And he's like, what, 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 what's going on? And, uh, and then, so I told him what my ex-father-in-law had told me and, uh, or I should say soon to be father-in-law at that time had told me and what my experience was. And, and he was, you know, my sibling was blown away with, with that. And, uh, I thought that was a really, a really powerful moment. So fast forward to the next year, um, August, I'm getting married. I'm, I'm, well, it's my wedding day, right? We're, we're literally in the middle of the ceremony. Okay. Mind you, um, there's an empty chair next to my dad. Okay. Between my dad and my grandmother. And we certainly had something in our little, um, you know, wedding, what do you call it? Like little booklet. Um, <laughs> what do you call, what do you call those things? Promotional flyer. <laughs> um, that of course was, was just saying, Hey, you know, in remembrance of, uh, loved ones who are not here today, like my grandparents and my mom and, and, uh, people on her, you know, her side of the family and things like that. Uh, but I remember just feeling like, you know, this was, you know, a a special moment, obviously, in my life, and and being a a mama's boy, um, not being super tight with my dad yet, uh, I definitely felt uh, a big, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a a burden by any means, so it just definitely felt my, you know, my mom's, um, what do you call it, not being there, I felt that a lot. And uh, just really wished that she had been there to see 
how happy I was, how happy we were, um, see how beautiful this day was as it was coming together. And so remind, just to remind you, she said that she, you know, I told her I'd save her a seat and she said that she would be there and that she would let me know that she was there. And I was like, which was weird, right? And it was like, I know, you know, I will be there. I'll let you know that I'm there. But Johnny, I got to get going. And I remember being like, no, wait, 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 wait. And then I woke up, right? <laughs> Still so trippy as I recall it. So crazy. But beautiful, right? And I, I, like trippy is not the right word. Um, that makes me sound like I'm a drug addict. <laughs> so trippy, dude. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was really special. And But so here we are in the middle of our, our wedding ceremony, okay? We've already kind of acknowledged um, loved ones that, you know, are deceased and, and including my mom that weren't there for that day. And we're having a soloist. A soloist is singing this song. And I remember I was sitting next, or standing next to, uh, obviously next to the fiancé at the time. And, uh, you know, this was just literally moments before the deal was was done. The the deal was signed, you know, the deal was closed. So we're we're listening to this beautiful soloist and she's probably ten feet away from us, you know? And she's singing beautifully and going along. And um one thing that my mom had always loved were I re- just remember when I was uh ages, let's say between four and eight or five and eight, we lived in Connecticut and we had this bird feeder that was outside of our kitchen window. And there was always birds coming and going. And I just, I would love that too. Um, but then also, you know, in later years, uh, leading up before she passed away, we had bird feeders outside of, uh, of my parents' house. And one in particular that she really enjoyed, especially during, I just remember during the months that she was ill, but she wasn't yet, she hadn't yet gone to this like nursing kind of hospice facility. I don't know what you would call it. Hospice isn't necessarily accurate, but it was like a Christian science nursing facility. Before she went there, uh, we definitely knew something was wrong that summer. She was not doing well. She was using like a wheelchair or a walker but she would oftentimes sit at the window and, and look out the window at uh, at the a hummingbird feeder. So there's tons of hummingbirds. And we had this red bird feeder and just all of these, you know, so cool hummingbirds, you know. And if you've never really watched hummingbirds, like, they're amazing, right? Because they're, like, the only bird that can hover in place because their wings are flapping so fast. And they have this, like this little hum to them and uh and they play a lot and they chase each other and they also like fight over the bird feeder and it's very amusing and you can certainly sit there and watch them um a lot (laughs) for a long time so I say all that because um that to me was something that was fresh in my mind of something that she enjoyed shortly before she passed away was that the hummingbirds and the hummingbird feeder and that sort of thing outside of her house and so, again, fast forward to this the wedding ceremony. I'm standing there next to my fiancé, and we're listening to um, the soloist when a hummingbird 
comes flying over the, you know, the congregation, if you will, all the people that are there for my wedding. It comes and it stops immediately in eyesight, literally between my eyes and the soloist's head, right? And it sits there and it's facing me. It's looking me dead in the face. Literally, I'm a, it's about three feet away from me and just hovers, not for a heart, not just for a second, but it probably hovers for like 10 seconds, right? Just staring at me. Just staring in the day. And I am like, holy shit. I'm like deer in headlights. I look at my, my you know, soon-to-be wife. She looks at me because she knows the story, of course. I look back at the hummingbird and then just, just zooms off. I literally almost passed out in that moment. I was so overwhelmed with like emotion. I was like, like, like again, like that feeling of like I, when I saw my mom in the dream, like, like seeing a ghost, right? And I looked at my, uh, my mother-in-law, soon-to-be mother-in-law. She had tears streaming down her face because I had told her the story. I was like, oh, my God. My mom, that, that to me was symbolizing my mom. My mom saying like, hey, I'm here for your special day. I see you. I love you. You know, I, I have tears in my eyes just thinking about it right now. <sighs> yeah, wow. It was pretty powerful, man. Pretty powerful. Um, and so that just was just an amazing experience. And, and what's beautiful, too, is that especially up here in the mountains of Colorado, there are hummingbirds everywhere. <laughs> When I go hiking, it's very rare. When I'm camping, it's very rare that I don't hear the, the all-too-familiar kind of humming of hummingbirds, you know, their little gentle hum as they fly overhead or they chase each other throughout the woods. And it just makes me feel, again, that sense of, like, warmth in my heart. Uh, I just feel my mom's presence around me often. I always have, and I'm sure I always will. And I think that's uh, something that a lot of us probably experience when we've lost loved ones um, I know my, one of my good buddies, I was just talking to you the other day. He, uh, his grandfather is still alive. Um, and yet not doing necessarily all that well. He's like 94 or something like that. Um, his health is kind of declining, but he was talking about how he often feels his grandfather's presence with him throughout the day, throughout his life. And I think that's pretty cool. So anyways, I just thought to, I wanted to share that story with you because I think it's pretty powerful. Um, again, I don't, you know, it's debatable. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. <laughs> uh, and, and that's, it's neither here nor there to be totally honest, but it's, uh, it's something I do believe that we can be in, in connection, um, in relationship with, um, spirit, God, with our loved ones. I feel like we all come from the same source and uh, that that can be communicated to and from different planes of, of spiritual awareness, let's just say. Um, in the same way that, you know, I, I, I've had uh, connection with various people throughout, throughout the years and throughout my life. And, you know, you can just look at someone and, and, they can look back at you and you just know what they're thinking or um, 
gosh, how many times, like I had this recently with my cousin or with like people be like, oh my God, I was literally texting you when you texted me or, oh my God, I was just thinking about you when you called me, right? So there's that, there's that ability for us. There's, there's so much, I think that we're interconnected that we don't even give credit to, um, that is on a whole nother spiritual plane and level that we just don't necessarily know how to consciously connect with, or, or most of us, I would say. I, I certainly believe that there are people that that uh, do a better job at the, and focus on that than others. But um, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really, really cool. And I think there's something to be said about it. If you have lost a loved one, you know what? They are with you. And uh, they know what you're up to, <laughs> good or bad. <laughs> Uh, but, but truthfully, I do feel like, um, on a spiritual level, like, man, there's, it's just to me, when I think about this story, when I think about the experience that I had, when I think about, um, you know, the times that I have connected with someone or someone's like, oh my God, I just was thinking about you and you called me or you texted me or vice versa. It's always coming from a place of love for me. And, uh, when I'm thinking yeah, just just loving thoughts or gratitude, appreciation, those type of, of thoughts about someone is oftentimes when I feel their presence or we end up connecting in some way. And so um, maybe that's something I can I can leave with you on, on the end of this this episode is like, man, there's 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 something there's oh, I should say there's nothing, in my opinion, more powerful than love, than gratitude, than appreciation. And uh, it's, it's how we fall in love with someone. It's how we fall in love with ourselves. It's how we fall in love with life. You don't fall in love with someone by, by noticing their shortcomings or their imperfections or their failures, so to speak, right? You fall in love with just appreciating someone by... Uh, that's at the 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 crux of of missing someone right you miss them because you appreciate them and you're thinking about all their good qualities and you're just like ah you just have that sense of like warmth in your chest you know that's at least how i experience it and that's when i know that it's right when it's coming from a place of of um, making a decision that's based off of you know, the, the right kind of feeling is, is that warmth in my chest versus a lot of times the, the heady, <laughs> the thought process that comes out of your head, which a lot of times is fear-based, you know, and it's just looking for ways to protect itself. And so I'm oftentimes aware of that when I'm doing my work, when I'm reacting or interacting, I should say not reacting, interacting with friends or I'm dating, you know, like, where, what am I paying attention to? Is it coming from my head or is it coming from my heart? Now, I'm coming, I'm going off on a tangent, but I do feel like it still relates to, you know, tapping into that level of love and that level of, of ability that we have to connect with ourselves, connect with loved ones, connect with um, our sense of purpose in life. It's just, it's a, a lot bigger interconnected web uh, and I do feel like the foundation of all of that is love. Because when I think about my mom, I think about that dream. 
I think about the conversations I had that that dream spurred on with my my siblings, my loved ones, um, with my extended family, how I felt when that hummingbird showed up and then buzzed away. I felt such a, a sense of like this all-encompassing love. And I think, again, at the end of the day, that is, that's God. God is love. Uh, and I don't think it's any coincidence that all the tattoos that I have on my body <laughs> are uh, in way, shape, or another, one way, shape, or another, uh, founded within that same topic and conversation about love and God being love and uh, that there's nothing more important than that. And when you're coming from love, it dissolves all hatred and fear and darkness. So, anyways, enough of my ranting. I appreciate you listening as always. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the story. Um, if you have any other interpretations or thoughts or questions, I'm always open to it because I, I love the idea of, uh, or not the idea, I just I love the the connection I have with my listeners and um, as I as well as I do with my mom and all all the other loved ones that have passed um, so far in my life. Um, because I, tr- I truly do believe that life continues on beyond this human experience. So all the more reason why you need to keep focusing on giving your gifts in this life. Don't focus on your shortcomings and what you're not doing. Just focus on what you can do to positively impact yourself, your your loved ones, your community, and the world. Because, man, at the end of the day, that's that's what we're, we're remembered for is how we have made people feel and how we have impacted others. So until next episode, thank you for tuning in as always. Much love. Talk to you soon. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.